I like Rex Burkhead a lot. I wanna stretch you up. Oh. So, I don't think there's any other way to really start nope. here. It was a busy NFL Sunday, and this is the great thing about recording Sunday nights. We're fresh. Are we an NFL a- recap pod? Are we an NFL show at this point? That's what I want to know. Well, I feel like we're a Rex Burkhead recap pod. Yes. Think, Let's just go uh, all I- in on Rex and just all things Rex. That's what this podcast is all about. Did you uh, have Rex in your uh, DFS and your daily fantasy? <laughs> I didn't. I'm so mad at myself. I was setting you up for a, like, it's, oh, I love Rex. I love him so much. He's my guy. I just can't get enough of him. I am all in on Rex. Did you do him in daily? No. No. I saw the sunrise at Liza's. Manelli? No. Dana? Dana, did I, did I start Rex on my fantasy team? No. No. No, you didn't. I no, didn't. Thanks, didn't. coach. No. Oh, I should have. I mean, you know, what are is you there do? Any, is there anything worse though when you are doing fantasy football and like you you know you probably should start a couple guys, be like, I got a little bit of a hunch here. I'm gonna play a little bit of a hunch. <laughs> so on my bench today on Sunday were Antonio Gibson of the Redskins, excuse me, the Washington football team. Yes. And um Robert Woods of the Rams, and I started in their stead. Joshua Kelly running back for the Chargers and Leonard Fournette of the Bucks. And you're just seeing your bench flourish. Flourish. You know? Now I know how Joe Gans felt sitting behind Sam Keller. Like, the bench is the best part. You do realize that if you were playing Daily Fantasy, I would be throwing for, like, 400 <laughs> yards. You go, You do realize that, right? I sincerely choke hands. This is absurd. It is. Anyway, Rex Burkhead, what do you have? Uh, three touchdowns uh, on the weekend, so that was that was great. I feel like it's going to be the year is 2054. Rex Burkhead has again scampered in the end zone for a touchdown for the it, Patriots. It's going to be Rex scored again. LeBron James is going to make the finals again. Like It's all going to be things just happening over and over and over again. This is what's yep. this is what our life is now, you know. And yeah, then you'll you won't start him again in your fantasy league, and Rex will be like, "Appreciate it, Nick. Um, I mean, that's that's an awesome idea, I guess." <laughs> Just fuel that fire, Rexy. Just fuel in the fire. That's all awesome. it is. I mean, how about this? Is it? let me uh, nine five one sixteen twenty. Is Levante <laughs> David like the best player oh, in the NFL wow. that nobody talks about? That if you just asked. Random people, if you said, hi, excuse me, sir, are you an NFL fan? Like, yeah, yeah, I am. Do you know who Levante David is? They'd be like, no. Next question. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is Levante David the best NFL player from the Bo Pelini era? Wow. At this point, it's almost indisputable. Like, you could say the Adama can sue, but that was like three or four years, and now he's kind of yesterday. Like, Levante David has stood the test of time. Yes, he has. 951-1620 is Leva- the, the question that we're asking you. And you listen. You got to uh, – you have to be honest. Is Levante David the best Bo Pelini player in the NFL? What do you tell me here? <laughs> But seriously. Guys, rank them for me right now. Your top five Bo Pelini players that are in the NFL. Number five, Prince of Mukamara. Now, wait. Did he play for Bo? I don't know if it was Bill and Bo. Can't remember. But I'm putting him at number five. My number four, Roy Hallou. Roy Hallou had a good start to his career. Flamed out. But, man, he was there for a few years. Roy Hallou, number four. Number three, Alex Henry. Came in, kicked a few, missed a few. That's all I have to say about that. All right, number two. <laughs> number two, Indomitian Sue. Indomitian Sue was a guy who ran over Cody Hawkins inside the 10, scampered over him, 
after scooping the poop and scored a touchdown, leaving Matt Schick in tears as a Colorado Buffalo <laughs> bastard. <laughs> and my number one player from the Bo Pelini era, currently in the NFL, has to be Larry Asante. <laughs> Wait a second, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. Has to be Will Compton. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. You can react to that. Got some email. <laughs> we'll take a break. Oh man, who was that person? That character? You? That was almost like a. It was. A, a, it was Jim like a California version of Mel Kiper. It was a California Jim Rome for some reason. It, that had a little it was it was a casserole of California Jim Rome and Mel Kiper. So dumb. I like it's it. So dumb. And my voice is a little bit my voice is a little bit different because I I have a cold. Oh boy, here we and go. How often when we hosted the show was I sick? All Did the I- time. <laughs> I felt like you came in with a runny a runny nose, boy. <laughs> Is there anything more juvenile than going to work with a <laughs> snot nose? It's acceptable for me to drop off my four-year-old daughter at preschool with a runny nose, but a fully functioning adult should not show up like, hey guys, how are you? Like, that just shouldn't happen. Is that no. what you're at, where you're at right now? It's a little bit. Um, don't we don't have the ha- Bopalini test, do we? Well, I wanted to bring it up because whenever we were doing the show, we would do the test uh, where we would gauge ourselves. It was like the barometer yeah. instead of a thermometer, like the barometer. How are we in comparison to when Bo Pelini had the most congestion in any news conference ever? And he said, do you remember the phrase oh, that yes. he said? He said, what do you mean? What do you mean? So we would do the what do you mean test during the show. So I would say, what do you mean? And then I would play his what do you mean. You would do what do you mean. And then so you're the normal one. You do what do you mean. Then I'll play both and I'll go. Then Here we go. I am the healthy one at this point. Ready? Here we go. What do you mean? What do you mean? You sound good. I sound good. I'm doing okay. What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, boy. I tell you, we need to get you some Dimatap and some Vicks and some chicken noodle soup. That's what needs to happen here. Little Robitussin, little (laughs) Delsum. You need it all. I tell you, if you, in in my power rankings of coffee. All right, number five, cold remedies. Here we go. Number five. (laughs) I'm skipping five, four, three, two, and I'm giving you number one, Delsum. All right, we'll take a break, come back, react to the Delsum on the other side. You're listening to the California version of Jim Rome and Mel Kuyper. Delsum is very good. It's it got like an orange done. flavor. It doesn't taste like cough syrup. Uh, did, you just pop, did you just pop a cough drop in? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, that's I, great. I, I that's a Greg McDermott special. I mean, Coach Mack, dude stays with a cough drop. Now, does he do that even when he's not sick? Like, he just pops a cough drop? I feel like the Because guy, he's screaming during the game? He's That's the thing about him. He's not... It's not like Bruce Weber or Doc Rivers. Like, hey, get it to Doug. Get it to him. He's not like that at all. I told him it's not Gibbs' fault. Not Gibbs' fault. He's not a yeller or a screamer, but he's prone to getting a little cough and or a cough do cold, as Forrest Gump would say. But... Dude, stay, I guarantee you right now, if I went to Greg McDermott and said, what's in your pockets? He would pull out three cough drops. He just stays with the cough drops. Well, I just pop one because I just need it. I don't want to be yakking all over the place. <laughs> but Do you think Bo Pelini, after what happened in the Mississippi State game, needs a cough drop? Okay, so there's a couple of things uh, oh there. God. What do you mean? Like, my goodness, Bo Pelini goes to LSU, and then the cupboard is not bare, but the dishes are dirty, right? Yes. You got to clean up a little. Who would have thought that when you lose a Heisman Trophy winner, who's the number one pick, your best receiver opts out, you lose a bunch of other draft picks, they return like four or five guys from the... (laughs) 
They returned five guys, burgers, and fries <laughs> from, from their national championship team. And boom, they give up 623 passing yards. 623 passing yards. Here's something you'll never hear in an NFL game. This team rushed for nine yards and won. <laughs> Mississippi State rushes for nine yards and beats LSU. Like, that's college football right there. It's it is. Football. I mean, I, what was, what's the QB's name? What was the Mississippi State QB's name? K.J. Costello. K.J. Costello. I mean, I feel like maybe Pelini. When you spend so many years in at the FCS level, you get lulled into a false sense of security on like what a real player looks like. You know, I mean, I think maybe he was wait like, in the in the what level? The FCS. Does Bo even know? I don't even know what the FCS is. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Bo. <laughs> no, and all of a sudden he's true. like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That guy's pretty good. Whoa, <laughs> that guy's a little better than Roast Beef State's quarterback." I thought Panera Bread. I tell you, this guy at Panera Bread, he could sling it. I'm telling you. It's like, well, the guy, the quarterback of Panera Bread Tech, Frosted Flakes University, not as good as homeboy from Mississippi State. How how do those universities compare to Mayonnaise Tech and Roast Beef State? Comparable. The resources at Panera Bread, they've really expanded. They've done a good job in expanding their, their base. But, you know, Mayonnaise Tech, they were good back in the day. You know what Mayonnaise Tech runs? The spread. <laughs> yes, yes. That's why they made that call. Nice! How about that? That was well done, my friend. How about that? Yeah. So, but you want to get into a little uh, little college football here? Um I feel like I can't hang with you. You're Mr. Colegio Football. Well, I'm doing Husker Classic recaps. I watched the 1978 Nebraska-Oklahoma game. I will tell you all you need to know about that football game. Hey, by the Harry, way, speaking of crazy stats, you know I say like yeah. you would never – a team rush for nine yards and never win. You know how many passes Oklahoma completed in the 1978 game against Nebraska? I mean, since you're asking me, I'll say two. They threw two. They completed zero. Wow. They were 0 for 2 and almost won. But carry on. If you want to talk 1978 Nebraska-Oklahoma, I'm your guy. All right? Are you kind of stuck in that world right oh, now yeah. where you're the expert of that game? I have all this useless information. Like SIP. So SIP called me and wanted me to give some insight on Alex Gordon. Apparently, I'm the only guy in the state of Nebraska that could like – like I did – I had quotes in the Chattel column and the SIP column. Oh. like – you know, I mean, other people knew Alex Gordon. Apparently, I'm the only person that knew Alex Gordon, you know? And, you know, Sip at the end of the interview is like, so what do you, what else, you, what, uh, I appreciate it, Nick. This was good. This was good. What else, what do you, what do you got, what else are you doing today? Everything good? And I was like, well, I just watched the 1978 Nebraska-Oklahoma game. I just wanted to be able to, like, throw a bunch of factoids at someone. He didn't even, he didn't even want to know about that game, but I gave him, like, I gave him some stats, just like I'm giving you. I tell you what, it is. It's like, doesn't Jim Gaffigan have that stand-up where he's like, you see an old movie and then you just want to talk about it? Yes. And you, and, but you have to find a way to just interject it into the conversation. Like, I just saw Heat. <laughs> movie came out a billion years ago. I don't care. I want to talk about it now. Like, hey, man, you see, hey, it's game six, Heat Celtics. What do you think? Like, I don't know, but I did just see the movie Heat. Have you seen Heat? I just <laughs> Like, no, 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 we're talking about the current NBA. We're not talking about that, okay? You ever rent a movie that was released a while ago and you enjoy it, but there's kind of that awkwardness because you can't talk about it with anyone? You're like, hey, I just saw Heat. <laughs> Heat, I saw that six years ago. Uh, I want to talk about it now. No, loser. But that's where I'm at. I'm trying to find ways it's to great. work in these old games, you know? It's, it's great, man. It's great, uh, man. It's weird because on Saturday, it's like you go and you're like, okay, what's on SEC Network? What's on this? And then you go to the Big Ten Network. It's like Husker Classic. I'm like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm like, yes. First of all, you're showing games when they weren't in the league. How dare you? Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned uh, Sipple, so I just Googled Sipple. I have a Bo Pelini joke about Sipple. Let's listen. I could have sit and you let you get the last one in. <laughs> oh, you 
many times that's going to be played on the radio now? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Scare the crap out of the whole city. <laughs> Is it easy to say, Coach, you wouldn't be making these jokes if we hadn't won on Saturday? <laughs> I would have anyway, believe me. <laughs> I was going to wear my... That's what I'm going as for Halloween. Scare all the neighborhood kids. Put a Steve Sipple mask on. <laughs> How's Northwestern? <laughs> amazing. That was simply amazing. My Steve Sipple mask on. Scare all the neighborhood kids. I'd find these laughs and play them more. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Oh, God. (laughs) What is that laugh? I don't. Is that him really gut laughing? We always did, though, after our cup of comedy on the show, when we would play the stand-up, we would do a mix, and the last laugh was... <laughs> yes. Great. Uh, wasn't it Bishop in there who, who's like, isn't it safe to say that you wouldn't be making these jokes if you'd lost? Did he say we? We? Making well, breaking we news. Hold on a second. Play it again. Hold on. Let me pod this up here. Let me, let's me. let do some Zapruder film. <laughs> Is it easy to say, Coach, you wouldn't be making these jokes if we hadn't won on Saturday? <laughs> Breaking news. Bishop's a wee guy when it comes to Nebraska football. Is it easy to say, Coach, you wouldn't be making these jokes if we hadn't won on Saturday? <laughs> 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 What is happening in this old clip? Oh, my gosh. The scare the crap out of the whole city. Scare the crap out of the whole city. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. All right. Well, t- do you have the ultimate sip, Steve Sipple drop? Oh, the uh, the press box hard one? T- hard telling in the press box. I know. It's hard. It's hard telling. It's all right, Sip. You can do it. It's hard telling in the press box. I don't think I have that one. I, I don't know where it is. I'll have to find that. Very upset that I don't. I don't hard tell, hard tell from the press box. Don't you love though the 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 beginning of that where it's everyone's like oh. I mean, are we at a? Fourth grade elementary school <laughs> recess where someone dropped like whatever fart face. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh yeah. Your mom's fat. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom was so stupid, it took her an hour to make minute rice. <laughs> you know what? Your mom's so stupid that she went to a movie and it said, people under 13 are not allowed. She went and got 12 of her friends. <laughs> All right. Enough of your mama jokes. Enough of that. Uh, that was fun to go down that uh, 
memory lane trip. We're going to talk uh, about Bo getting lit up. Are we done with that? Are we next topic? Do we got to take a break? Come back more. Your reaction to Polina getting lit up in his first SEC performance? Yep, I think we're. I think we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that was was rough. That was rough. Uh, There, six hundred twenty-three yards. KJ Costello, the first player in FBS history to throw for at least 600 yards against a reigning national champion. It's nice that um, Nebraska moves down on the list after Tim Retain. <laughs> yeah, good call. Up. That's a great pull. <laughs> Louisiana that. Tech. But it's, um, at least it, because remember for a while it was the whole Pelini's defense. So, you know, tell you what, if you're just going to throw the ball, they'll kick. Pelini's good with that. It's the teams that, that run the ball or got a running quarterback. Well, he's. He's come a long ways since that. Now it's it's through the air. Some issues. Serious <laughs> issues. How about this? There have been 15 instances of a player throwing for at least 600 yards in a game in FBS history. Mike Leach coached seven of them. Get out of here. <laughs> and they're all different players. KJ Costello, Anthony Gordon, Luke Falk, Connor Halliday, Graham Harrell, Cody Hodges, BJ Simons or Simmons, whatever his name was. Wow. Oh, is he going to work in the SEC? Nine five one sixteen twenty. It's going to be interesting. This is going to be okay. Can we? I mean, in all sincerity, yeah. though, you're sitting there. We're a couple of weeks in. The SEC just started. Yeah. Oklahoma loses. You know, like, is this going to be a year where just weird things happen, and you're going to have a bizarre college football playoff group or is it going to be the same cast of characters but instead of being 12 and 0 they're going to be like 9 and 3 or 10 and 2 does that make sense i think that will be the case for whatever that fourth team is okay. that's kind of how i feel about it whatever that fourth team is could have a couple of L's. so are you are you are the assumption is bama clemson and ohio state they just and it's odd to say Ohio State just looks better than everybody else. They haven't they haven't played since January. They good. They passed the eye test. They haven't played. <laughs> it's so silly. Like the AP rankings come out. It's like you can rank the teams that haven't played yet. It's like I, I was fully prepared for like twelve teams that won on on Saturday to be bumped from the AP poll. Yes, just, yeah. Louisiana. Hope you enjoyed it. Nice job. You're out. I got to move Ohio State up a peg past LSU. It's like, well, LSU lost. Ohio State hadn't played a game. I mean, you tell me whose resume is more intact at this point. Yeah, who's undefeated? <laughs> Connect the dots, <laughs> my friend. But the fact is, like, we had two games on Saturday. In the SEC, went to halftime with a score of seven to five. <laughs> Not good. In the last fifteen years, there had been two games total that had gone to halftime seven to five. We saw it twice on Saturday, so yeah. I, I mean, it's just going to be an odd year. I, you know, the, the old thing: uh, the biggest improvement comes between weeks one and two. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be between months one and two, right? With- with how sloppy some of these teams are, especially on special teams and, and all that stuff. And maybe i am just been watching too much 1978 Nebraska-Oklahoma, so I'm just, like, <laughs> j- just chugging Big Red Kool-Aid right now. Oh, but, yeah, it's all over your chest. I mean, is there a scenario where they mess around and have a better year than people think? Uh, oh, you better. I don't like the sound of that noise. That is a noise of a person that is going to break my heart. Is there a chance Nebraska messes around and has a better season than people think? You there like is the, so much baked like into that. that? <laughs> so much baked into that question. Here's what I'm thinking. By the way, I, I misspoke. Louisiana did drop out of the poll. Like they won. <laughs> yeah. They won, they won, they won, and they're out. They're out of there. It was fun while it lasted. We all had a good time. We'll remember you. You're like Tiger King. You're like, ah, the pandemic. Yeah, all right. See you later. That's pretty much what it is. I mean, everybody acts like Tiger King. It's like the greatest documentary in the history of the world. Tiger King. And now you're like, really? The Carol Baskin thing? Like, Yeah, that's when you were trapped in your house, it was good. When you, when you could literally could not go anywhere. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It's like when you're hungry and there's nothing else to eat, spam is awesome. <laughs> but when you have a menu where you can order takeout, it's no good. It's not very good. No. But here's, okay, here's my thought on how go. Nebraska's going to mess around and you listen to the Mark Jackson radio show.
they're going to mess around. (laughs) I just think you listened to Frost was talking to to Greg Sharp. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Touchdown, KJ Walton. And Mississippi State's going to win a football game. Was he in another booth practicing? Of course he was. Of course he was. When Bo Pelini calls a game, he just like he's like, I gotta call it. Touchdown. <laughs> Seven years winning nine or more football games. <laughs> Snapback. Brought to you by Dorothy Lynch. Skeeter Barnes Buck Naked Barbecue Shaw. So good. Touchdown. I'm picturing Greg Sharp in a side booth at LSU. No headset, no nothing. He's just in there by himself calling the game. Crunk. Crunk. Oh, Oh, man. So what's your... Okay, so... Sorry, we're getting distracted here. So Frost... Let's stay in Lincoln and chat with Nick. Hey, Nick, you're on with Coach Pelini. <laughs> all right, thank you. Touch you. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so messing around, messing around, and having a better season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm listening. Frost was talking about how it has been challenging over the course of the last handful of months, in particular the last month, of trying to keep everyone locked in focused, uh, still some semblance of working out and conditioning, all that stuff, that, that he talked about how it's been hard. And I don't think there's any question that Nebraska, I think, is a program that has handled all of this as good as anyone else in terms of getting players back to campus pretty early, consistently working out. There clearly was a vibe around the university that at least when Adrian Martinez and Wandell Robinson went to the weight room, they knew that all of the decision makers surrounding at least them wanted to play football. It is different when you are a player at Michigan State and you're going to another conditioning session and you're not naive in knowing that the people that are around the program aren't too crazy about playing football. That trickles down, I think, more than you think. So I guess what I'm saying is if it was challenging for Frost and they handled it well, well, how hard has this been for Minnesota, Michigan State, Michigan, Rutgers, like all these other teams? And I think football is one of those sports where you play, you, you practice and condition and train 10 times more than you actually play. So therefore, it is 10 times more important. Like you win or lose the games pretty much before you even step onto the field. And I guess I'm just saying I can it's not too hard to conjure up a scenario where Nebraska's actually more prepared than a lot of other other teams. Is that it could be messing it, around it, and having a better year than you think. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of uh, a little bit of messing around. Let's stay in Lincoln and chat with Nick. Hey, Nick, you're on with Coach Pelini. All right, we already talked to Nick. Uh, we already heard from. Him. Um, I would buy that if the season started in like two weeks. I hear you. I feel like the ramp up now, where you've got everyone's kind of you know back in that mode. You know, it's like where. The summer's over, and you get into that first week of August. Like, all right, now we're ramping up. I feel like everyone's starting from that square one. But I'll buy it in this, that I would I would venture a guess that in year three for Frost, the camaraderie, the all in this together, the everyone pulling in the same direction type of thing has probably never been stronger inside the athletic department and throughout the university than maybe since Frank Solich was there. I agree. And, and that's important. That's yeah, important. And I think the other thing, too, Scott Frost was in such a weird situation from a, from a leadership standpoint where, on one hand, he had – this is going into last year. 
on one hand, he has a team and a roster and a program that hasn't won a damn thing in a long time. So you have to kind of keep them like, hey, man, you guys haven't, you got to keep them hungry, right? Yet all the outside noise was anointing them and crowning them as a preseason top 25 team. They're going to win the West before they had ever accomplished anything. And so all of a sudden, Frost found himself in a scenario where it's like, it's a weird, you want to play that card of, hey, no one's, no one's expecting you to do anything. Keep them hungry. Keep them fired up and, and all that. But that's not necessarily true from the outside looking in. I think it's a much easier scenario. You talked about how united everyone is, and I right. agree. But I even think the, the, the message of motivation and leadership is pretty easy from Frostnet staff. Like, hey, we are. You you hear all of them talking about us. You hear are they they they're throwing it because right or wrong, you can give that speech. Like, man, you see what they gave us? They gave us Ohio State. They want us. They want to see us lose. Okay, well, let's go spoil their little part. Oh, they gave us Penn State too early in the year. Oh, they want Wisconsin second year. Like, you can you can play a scenario out to your team where it's easy to get them really fired up where it was just such a weird scenario last year where it's like you had a team that hadn't done anything, yet they were crowned like they were, they were or had, I should say. Bo Pelini always did the us versus the world and always felt fabricated. This yes. one's real. Yes. And sometimes when Bo did the us versus the world, it was us versus the world, and the world included the local media and the local fans. Yes. Okay. And that in a state like Nebraska, that doesn't work. This is us Meaning state, media, coaches, fans, everybody. everyone. Everyone who wears red versus everyone who doesn't. Yes. That can that can play. That can play. And I think to that end, not to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but I think that's why it's really important for that first half of that first game to go well. Yes. It's a huge – just hang in there, you know. Hang in there. Don't you know? You can't have it be a scenario like it was last year when game day was was in town and and right. before you even got a chance to settle in, the game was night night. You know, if you hang in there, that's that's enormous for the psyche of of that group, and that's what's so that I guess I. So I'm just in my mind, and again, this is where we always talk about like you. You usually have a long time before the season to come, so you just outthink yourself on like, well, what about the fact that they actually were better in the third quarters on third down? <laughs> now you think that they're better than on you move that up a quarter, right? You go to the second quarter. You know, you're like, what are we even talking about? We've just spent way too much time ramping up to the season. So there maybe is a little bit of that, but I'm just saying there's, I don't know, you, you turn on the, these games, weird stuff's happening. Certain teams you think are going to look good, don't. And everything's kind of just been generally sloppy. And then you kind of think about it from a Nebraska perspective, and, and I don't know, there's a scenario where they might be better than people think or have a better year than maybe people think. Might that topic of how good Nebraska <laughs> is be revisited? Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. I don't know. There have been, to, to your point, what we saw over the weekend with Kansas State, who, by the way, they are 0-2 in their last two games against the group of five, and they're 2-0 and in their last two games against Oklahoma. I mean, what? Like, that's just college football. Um, by the time Nebraska takes the field and the Big Ten takes the field, there's going to be carnage in the rearview mirror. There's going to be a lot of warnings out there of don't let this happen to you. So I think that works in Nebraska's favor of, hey, anything can happen. I think it works against them when a team like Ohio State can go, hey, look what happened here. Look what happened to Oklahoma. Look what happened. Remember that LSU team that thumped us? They just lost to Mississippi State. Right. All of those things to get the antenna up of these other teams, I think, is going to help them in their preparation as well, which is why you'd almost rather, you know, Nebraska had kicked it off this past weekend. I agree. That's of, an interesting point. It's, you know, like Ohio State's getting the answers to the test ahead of time a little bit, and, right. and that's too bad because psyche, the neck up stuff, is really important. And we, they always say, hey, when, when you see an upset early in the day, that night 
you know that you know Nick Saban said, "Hey, do you see what happened at noon? Right. Do you see what happened earlier today?" I think you're going to see that with some of these better teams going, "Hey, anything can happen." We we saw it last month, but I don't think that can prevent the sloppiness that is just going to happen because you haven't tackled again. Right. Social distance Sunday through Friday, and then Saturday we're going to tackle. It's not easy. No. And special teams we've seen. Special teams was the first thing to show just how glaring it is. And coaches kind of skip over some of that. The Athletic had great stories about that. Skip over some things. Maybe don't do as much because you need to focus on other things because you can't be as hands-on as you'd like to be. Sure. I, I've always felt like, and cue up Nick Bob tries to bring every conversation back to basketball here, but I think what you're saying is something I've always felt about the NCAA tournament. That if you're a higher seed, you're a three, four, five seed or a two seed, you'd. Nick I Baugh always, tries to bring every conversation back to basketball. Yeah, I feel like you've. I, I would so much rather play Friday yes. than Thursday if I'm a I'm a three seed or a four seed where you get to sit all day Thursday and watch certain upsets and that helps you be like, oh yeah, okay, all right, you know, like. You, whether it's your coach reminding you or just even as a player, you see that and you're like, all right, well, got to get ju juiced up here. Mayonnaise Tech just knocked off Michigan State. I tell you what, no one saw that coming. What was the spread on that game? Hey, -oh! Hey, -oh! Oh. hey, Michigan State, I got you spread right here. Mayonnaise Tech! Mayonnaise Tech! Mayonnaise Tech! That was a surprise blowout. You know what we call that? A miracle whip. <laughs> oh. Mayonnaise Tech getting a lot of love on this pod right now. Oh, man. Too bad they're not a real place. Do a great job. Do a great job. Georgia looked mediocre. Uh, people were like, well, they need a quarterback. They had one. His name was Jamie Newman, and he left. He's out of there. Okay. We'll see if uh, JT Daniels can... Uh, Pass the uh, health test and the smell test and get cleared and, mm -hmm. and get ready to go. Oh, by the way, the Kansas State-Oklahoma thing, to put a bow on that, entering Saturday since 2004, teams were 1-545 and when trailing by 21 points against AP top five teams. What? That record is now 2-545. What? One win, 545 losses, when trailing by 21 points against an AP top five team since 2004. Con even, congratulations, Oklahoma. Lloyd Christmas wouldn't have even said. He wouldn't even have said, so you're telling me there's a chance. He, he, he wouldn't even have said that to Mary Swanson. So you're telling me there's a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance would he have said that. Um, Lloyd Christmas. UCF, seven minutes into their game on Saturday, had seven points and eight penalties. Like, things happen, yeah. right? Things happen. Get so, the sloppy game going. <laughs> it's very strange. But, um, you know, Virginia Tech had were minus five coaches and 23 players, and they blew out NC State. Like, try gambling during the pandemic. Yeah, what are you thinking? Hey, I got some inside information here. Did you hear what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Virginia Tech's down half the roster, man. Put all your money on NC State. <laughs> Will do, Bob. All right. Great insight, man. Yeah. This is awesome, man. It's like a couple weeks ago. Hey, Louisiana Tech, Pete Thamel's reporting they're down 20 guys. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Southern Miss going to cover that five. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Louisiana Tech wins outright. Uh, do, you think, do you think Lee Sterling, when he's giving his picks, he's like, and Virginia Tech is down 20 players with COVID. Wrong teams favored. Give me NC State plus the points. It's, I want COVID things in like, no, I don't want third down defense. I don't want red zone to this. I want just COVID numbers and then give me the wrong teams favored. Give me COVID numbers. That's what um, I want. We've come a long way, Nick. We've come a long way. I'm not talking about the podcast. I'm talking about COVID-19 where Rudy Gobert tested positive and shut the whole sports world down. <laughs> And now we are, hey, can we hurry up with those tests on the Syracuse game so we can kick off? <laughs> the game got delayed 20 minutes because they're doing some tests. <laughs>
right? Yeah. This team's going to – Kansas State's without, you know, five defensive backs because of COVID. Let's go. Let's kick the game off. It's only five? And that's what we're holding up for? Come on. What are we? Ridiculous. What are we, the NBA in March? Am I right? Hey, Tim, this guy thinks we're the NBA in March here. They got five guys out with COVID, right? (laughs) Kick it off. All right. Yeah. What world are you living in? March 2020? Get with the times, man. man. We're almost in October. (laughs) (laughs) Like Charlotte had to cancel their game with North Carolina. Yeah. And then you find out that all the tests were faulty. I mean, that's uh, cue up a whoops. My bad. (laughs) Whoops. My bad. Give you too many false positives. When will you make the call on the quarterback? What's the, what's the day of the first game? October 4th. September 4th. Oh, my bad. September 4th. I think I gave you too so much I'm time. So I'm not answering any quarterback <laughs> questions. <laughs> I think I gave you too much time. How many guys do we have tested positive for COVID? 23. Zero. Zero. Oops, my bad. I think I gave you too many false positives. October 4th. September 4th. Oh, my bad. September 4th. I think I gave you too so much I'm time. So I'm not answering any quarterback questions. <laughs> yeah. I hope whoever's running the lab just said, whoop, my bad. And they thought that they would be like, all good. Like, ah. Oh, my bad. Uh, oh, my bad. That's exactly right. <laughs> Who's ever running the lab just they had to cancel a game, and it cost them so much time and money. <laughs> they, say, they released oh. a statement. Smith, Smith Laboratories released a statement, and it simply said, Oh, my bad. <laughs> All right. We've said, we've said a lot here. I don't even know uh, what we, we're talking we're about we 45 minutes into this thing, and we haven't even – I don't even know what we wanted to talk about, but we've talked about things. No, we we have. Um, Do you have any thoughts, comments, questions, concerns regarding a variety of things? No, I'm trying to think about the fact that uh, with all these upsets, might a league like the Pac-12 actually be better off only playing seven? Hundred percent. Like, you know, what's what's better, seven and zero or nine and three? You tell me. Yeah. yeah all right. Or eight and three. Whatever. I'm with you on that. Whatever. Um, but no, back to the uh, the thing about how much carnage we'll see. I feel like Clemson. Alabama and Ohio State are going to be the clear three. Nick Saban just doesn't allow sloppy, right? No. It's just it does, they didn't cover the number, but he doesn't allow sloppy. Uh, that fourth team could be. I mean, what's the record? I mean, on what's a realistic record for that fourth team in terms of like losses? I guess. I mean, I, I think that fourth team is going to have a minimum of I, I would say two losses yeah that's right I think three feels like a lot but yeah two wouldn't surprise me at all if that fourth team is whatever in two and that and that's why when you think about oh we need to expand the playoff because and, and look I would love to see that I would love to see it in the future I'd love to see it this year but the counter to that is you say expand the playoff just because all the pandemic issues and, and the inconsistent scheduling and yeah this person, they're, they're starting at this time. No one's playing in meaningful non-conference games. I get all that, and they're playing seven games, and this league's playing ten, whatever. But the other part of that is, if it's the four best, and you widen that out, I mean, if that fourth team is going to be whatever, you know, at some point, um, you know, you, you allow six or eight teams in. I mean, you're looking at, you know, in a year like this, you have a four or five loss team in there. That, that is just not very good. If you lose four or five games, you're just probably not very good. I'm going to let me just say you're probably a flawed team, a pretty flawed team. Well, I think you're you're spot on on everything that you said in your analysis. Maybe Nebraska gets in. Um, hey, no, I'm looking forward to the. You uh, go watch 78 Nebraska Oklahoma, and then you tell me who's getting in the playoff in 2020, my friend. Boy, I tell you, you're right. You watch an old game or something when Nebraska was really good. And you just drown that Kool-Aid. You just... I'm telling you, I think Nebraska is the best program in the country right now. What games have you been watching? 
94 Miami, 97 Missouri, 83 Orange Bowl against against Miami, 78 Oklahoma. They took down Billy Sims. He won the Heimans that year. They 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 shut him down. They're great. They're a great team. Sound like Bruce at the end of the bar. <laughs> Just a no, He's a no nonsense guy. You know. Was By Billy way, Sims be, the be, welcome to the family? Welcome to the family. <laughs> there he is. There's Billy Sims shouting, "Welcome to the family." Oh, that's such a good drop. I was thinking the whole time because he fumbled twice on the final two possessions of the. I don't know if you've uh, you've seen the end of the oh, '78 geez. Oklahoma game. He fumbled uh, twice uh, inside the twenty. On the last one, he fumbled at the four yard line. So. Oh was, yeah, fumbled at the four yard line. Put it on the carpet. Welcome to the fumble. Welcome to the fumble. <laughs> How many times Oklahoma fumbled in that game? Nine. They fumbled nine what? times. We thought the Iowa State game in 2009 was crazy. Cranky. Try, try 7-8 Oklahoma fumbling nine times in a game. Oh, that's that's really good. Uh, the difference between that and the Iowa State one, too, the big difference was that other Nebraska team was really good when they faced Iowa State. <laughs> Um, All right, I'll stop interjecting 1978 Nebraska-Oklahoma things. I've got uh, a couple of things here that we could go to to finish up here. Good. Uh, I've got an old interview we did with Alex Gordon in honor of him retiring, uh, but I don't feel like – I mean, it was February 27, 2012. I mean, I could throw it on there, but I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Maybe I'll save that for another time. This is good radio. Oh. Um, Me like you, Gordo. Did you like my joke, by the way, that I threw at you on Twitter? Yes. You said you had a 99-yard touchdown pass to Alex Gordon, and I said 98 yak. <laughs> and you told me a website to lock up to. I had to, Doug. It's Which great. makes me, I got to go to my parents' basement, and I got to find, there's, it's on VHS somewhere. It, it is. And I got to go prove to people that, I do, I, boy, I look like Kyler Murray out there, boy. You are the, it's the six degrees of Nick Baugh. If there was a standout in the state of Nebraska between the years, I don't know, 2000 and 2012 or so, mm-hmm. I mean, you either played with them, covered them, know them, whatever. Like, there's a good 12 to 15-year window. Yep. So, you got, you know, the the Rude Brothers. Um, you had, uh, oh, who was Andy Burkle? Burkle. Oh, yeah. His name gets brought up a lot. Yeah. You had uh, Alex Gordon. You had all these guys. Matt Hill. Matt Hill. That's another good pull. That. Yeah, I mean, all I, yeah, all those all those dudes. I mean, it's just it's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. That was that's pretty much me in that era. You know, I mean, I gotta go. I I need to go get that VHS tape and prove to everyone that it was not a ninety-eight yard yak from Gordo. Would you have traded your football state championship for one basketball state championship? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. I wow. am. I am. You, yeah. Would you? Would you have taken not scoring the go-ahead touchdown mm-hmm. against Creighton Prep, which wound up to be the winning score? You would have taken getting stuffed at the three, fumbling out of bounds. Breaking your leg. All right, I won't go that far. But yes. losing that game, fine. You'll take that as a memory if you win state on the hoops. Yeah. I, I As sad as that sounds, I mean, yes. I mean, Southeast football had already won right. a whole bunch of state titles. Southeast basketball has still never won a state title. And not only, not only as we now we go Uncle Rico here, not only did I lose in the state finals my junior year and my senior year, but my sophomore year, we were the number one team in the state, and we got upset in the quarterfinals. And guess who was ranked number one in the final Lincoln Journal Star and World Herald poll? You. Southeast. Unbelievable. So, I mean, I, I was staring down the barrel of three in a row, and your boy got a donut. <laughs> so, yes, I would, I'd make that trade. I'd make that trade straight up. Well, you can't, but it would have been cool. It would Dang. be cool. Sorry, you can't do that. <laughs> I do want to ask you a couple of things before we get out about some of your tweets. Here we go. Um, Here we go. You had a couple of different tweets. About Brown Brown? 
Well, they were similar in the way you spoke, mm-hmm. and they were only a couple of days apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are watching right now uh, yeah, the Miami Heat the are putting away the Boston Celtics. So the Miami really? Heat are going to beat the Boston Celtics in the series, and it's going to be the Heat and the Lakers, okay? Which leads me in the NBA Finals, which leads me, please don't make that noise on the radio, <laughs> which leads me to your tweets. This was four days ago. Nick Baugh tweets, Tyler Hero, y'all. <laughs> okay, that was the only thing you tweeted. Yeah. Needed and no then, elaboration. And then, uh, this was... <laughs> Yesterday. Saturday. This was Saturday. You tweeted, LeBron James, y'all. <laughs> 17th season, still the best in the world. Soak it up. I don't care about the last three sentences there. Yeah. So you had a Tyler Hero, y'all, and a LeBron James, y'all. Yeah. Two different tweets. That's and all I could think of was this. <laughs> okay. Where do you think you're from, boy? Where you think you're from my neck of the woods here in Charlotte? Apparently, I think I'm living with you in Charlotte at this point. I can't believe now that you're uh, I can't believe I had a similar tweet with LeBron James and Tyler Hero. (laughs) And now they're in the NBA finals. I mean, it makes sense. Golly, that's too bad. That was great. That is too bad. It's gonna be cool. LeBron James is he's good at basketball, it's really unbelievable. What he is uh, able to do. Did you hear his post game with um, the Allie other night LaForce? after they took out the Nuggets? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that was on the court. Did you hear the the Zoom stuff behind? No. All right. Rachel Nichols asked him about did he watch the finals last year when it broke his streak? Right. Ah. Didn't make the finals. Here's what he had to say, and I just would like your take on it. Well, it all depends what game we're talking about. Um, there were a couple games where I was at home. Um, there was one or two games where I was in Cabo, um, and there was a couple games where I was at a hookah lounge during the finals last year. That's the truth. Um, I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. Um, okay. Okay. There's a few things there. One great flex from LeBron on letting us know he was either at his mansion or he was in Cabo or he was at a hookah lounge. <laughs> And there was a couple games where I was at a hookah lounge. Okay. That's really good. But the my favorite part is he turns from cool LeBron to corporate LeBron with... I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. <laughs> it was like he could feel the Nike people like in his head. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I, 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 was, I was just there. I was just there. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. I was told that this was a, a juicing store. I wanted a kale smoothie and... Lied to here. I was really. Was <laughs> I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. That is that goes from he went he switched from party LeBron to parent LeBron. Yes, because remember his son that there was yeah, a video that came that? out. You know, and Bronny needs to clean it up. That's right. <laughs> clean it up, sir. Clean up. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. Do we have Phil Jackson? Well, first of all, you don't smoke peyote. <laughs> How did you remember that? I don't know. That was a great drop. Let's hear it. Well, first of all, you don't smoke peyote. That's one thing you don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if it works because I'm not totally sure I know what, like, all of what's involved into a hookah lounge. But yeah. we need LeBron saying, I was at a hookah lounge, and then Phil with a pretty good rebuttal. All right. Here we go here. Let's see if we can do this before we get out. And there was a couple games where I was at a hookah lounge. During the finals last year. That's the truth. Um, I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. Well, first of all, you don't smoke peyote. That's one thing you know. <laughs> all right. I think this is so fun. Been stupid enough. I want to leave lounge. with this. A hookah lounge really uh, rolls off your tongue, doesn't it? It does. Hookah lounge. I don't even know if that's like the kind of thing where you have to deny. Like, no, I didn't smoke anything at the hookah lounge. Like, I, I, although I did read like. 50 minutes of a uh, on a hookah, you know, whatever. 
is like smoking an entire pack of cigarettes. Yikes, Bron. Yeah, Bron. So well, how about? Uh, I mean, I think that maybe he got an advanced screening of The Last Dance and saw that Michael Jordan, in his pursuit of six championships, was inhaling a cigar before, <laughs> during, and after every game. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. Well, you might want to think about smoking it. Jordan thought, uh-oh, my six championships. It's like, you hear LeBron? He's working out. Jordan's like, eh, that's not going to get her done. <laughs> Wait, did you hear he's smoking hookah? Like, uh-oh, uh-oh. He found the secret. <laughs> I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. That's the, uh, that's that's the, the parent secret. saying, uh, look, I went to parties. There was a lot of drinking. But, son, I never drank. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. <laughs> All right, sure, Dad. I wasn't sure. smoking hookah, but I was there. <laughs> I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. <laughs> Why is he, like, on boys to men, like, girl, I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. <laughs> that sounds like a great start to a song. It does, right, girl? I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. <laughs> the rhythm and cadence of that sentence is just great. You taking uh, so you're taking the heat in five? No. <laughs> he's smoking hookah now. All right. He drinks uh, wine all the time, and he's smoking hookah. He's winning. He's winning. LeBron James, y'all, oh, soak gosh. up the hookah. LeBron he's James, a y'all, that's smoking hookah. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. Is that going to be the name of this podcast? Yeah. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. <laughs> I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. It's going to be on a t-shirt. By the way, I uh, love your uh, appreciation for the uh, new t-shirts. The Ronnie Green and the... Uh, <laughs> enjoy your pie. There have been... Uh, Really good tweets, a lot of fun stuff from uh, folks. And I want to say this, too. We appreciate all of your, uh, just your support for through all this. This has been a lot of fun to do this podcast. We hope to do it for the foreseeable future. We have no idea when it will end, but we're glad you're on board. We're glad you have the support. We're glad you partake in the social media and you buy the shirts and you're just a part of this weird, stupid group it's so stupid. known as Chicken <laughs> Nick. Um, there's a listener that sent me this about two months ago or so. And his name's Brian, Brian K. I don't give out last names on the pod because I feel like people should have their own si- kind of privacy. Especially with this year. You don't want to divulge too much about liking right. the show. Yeah, exactly. First of all, you don't let people know you listen to the show. Well, first of all, you don't smoke peyote. That's one thing. (laughs) So, Brian K. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there. (laughs) Okay, Brian K. Brian K. sends me a video through the Chicken Nick page on Messenger, on Facebook Messenger. And it's a video of him talking to his Alexa. Okay. I want you to listen to what he did. Okay. Here we go. Alexa, what website did you say people need to log on to? HowDareYe.com, HowDareYe.com. You need to log on to HowDareYe.com. I agree. I agree. Some people just need to. Where'd you hear that? The Schick and Nick podcast, because I'm a leader. (laughs) Yeah. Did you know that since we're caught up now, we have to wait a week? For a new podcast? I'm not high up, happy up, high up, half, ha, ha, high up, high up, happy up, high up, half, ha, ha, high up, high up, happy up, high up, half, ha, ha, high up, high up, happy up, high up, half, ha, ha, high up, happy up, high up, half, ha, ha, high up, happy up, high up, half, ha, ha, high up, high up, high up, happy about that. Me either. Take a bow. Great. Wow. That's great. Wow, is that good? Sheesh. So, look, listeners wow. do things that I would okay. never do if I, I listen to the show, but I'm so we are so thankful that you do because yes. it just adds incredible a lot to the show, and uh, <sighs> it is not lost on us that you appreciate it and we appreciate you. We couldn't exist without you. I think it's a mutual beneficial relationship here. Oh, yeah. and, uh, 
It's just, it's really unbelievable. Um, well, we've already played the drop, but I think we're done. I think that's it for the week. Yeah, that's it. This podcast is over. Yep, it's over. I guess we'll let Alexa take us out. I'm not high up, happy up, high up, half ha ha, high up, high up, happy up, high up, half ha ha, high up, high up, happy up, high up, half ha ha, high up, high up, happy up, high up, half ha ha, high up, happy up, high up, half ha ha, high up, happy up, high up, half ha ha, high up, high up, high up, happy about that. Shit, yeah, Nick. Shit, Nick. The Shit, yeah, Nick show. Here we go. I wasn't smoking hookah, but I was there.